0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Recruitment Show. We are talking about all of the major topics that people are discussing right now. Everything recruiting, future of work and everything in between. I've got guests from all over the world to come and share their perspective and their thoughts and feelings and all of that stuff on these key topics. It might not be politically correct. It might not be what you wanna hear, but it's people's perspectives and it's important to hear people's perspectives. I love storytelling and I think one story can illuminate a million more and really increase our understanding of these topics. So sit back, whether you're watching live or after, grab a drink, take a seat and enjoy.
1: Lewis, welcome back.
0: Welcome back. Thank you.
1: First of all, congratulations for making 13 years. So I'm going to go through some questions with you. It'd be great if you can answer them the best way you can. Cool. And let's get cracking. We'll rift. We'll flow, we'll flow. (laughs) (laughs) What inspired you to start your company and what were your initial goals?
0: So inspiration, probably like my family history a little bit. And also my cousin had started his own business back when I was young. So he was a bit older than me. He was doing a fashion company. So I used to work with him in his showroom, packing boxes, flooring plastic bags, folding jumpers stuff like that. I just saw him like building a business. My auntie used to work with him and they used to like do it together. And so I saw that from quite a young age. I just always wanted to build something. And so after university, I set up a fashion distribution company with a cousin of mine and we were selling clothes in Milan. It was really fun. And then went to manufacturing. and And then a few years later, I got into recruiting and loved recruiting. And this was like mid to late 20s. Which is really good, because anyone that, like, you know, at school, people are like, you've got to decide what you want to be when you grow up, when you're so young, and you're just like, it's good to try stuff. So I, like, tried a few things, and like got into recruiting and loved it. And I did it for five years. Happened to be in recruiting, thought I was quite good at it, really wanted to do my business, and then I kicked off. So was always this thing about I really wanted to do my own business. And there was just this drive to, I just had to. I had to try, because what's the worst that can happen? like you go get another job and then in, in england it's like a little bit um or in uk it's like a bit embarrassing to fail isn't it a lot of the time like it's just like that feeling of like so speaking to like people i'm like oh i'm gonna start my own firm and they're like oh what happens if it doesn't work out and i'm like well you know and i speak to my family in america and they're literally like what's the worst that can happen and so i just cracked on and i think that was it you know that was just a driver for doing it
1: nice but what did you like about recruiting why recruiting out of all the industries
0: um so fashion and manufacturing was great i've enjoyed everything i've done but the thing i really loved about recruiting is it's well, it's a services business and it's just revolved around people so you know we don't have a product we are essentially in the middle connecting people together finding the right people for the right jobs right jobs for the right people and I, you never really know. I mean, I never grew up saying like, hey, I want to be a recruitment consultant when I grew up. It's just something that a friend was doing, spoke really highly of it. And I was at the stage where I was like, yeah, and I'm looking to try something else. And it's great. And, and just you don't realize, but it's just I get a lot of energy from meeting new people. I really enjoy the business stuff like sales and marketing and just building stuff and, but the people, the, the focus on people is just, is the thing I get the most energy from. And yeah, I just loved it. You know, like my days early on were coffee, lunch, breakfast, dinner, you know, like repeat, you know, like sometimes by one o'clock and I'd so many coffees was like all jittery, and, but just like constant conversations. And I get a lot of energy from conversations. And so that was the, the thing I really, really loved about it and still do.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. What challenges did you face in the early years of your company and how did you overcome them?
0: So early on, I mean, it's challenges the whole way through. But, like, to start with, it was it was May 2010. So it was, like, kind of towards the end of the financial crisis. The economy was still a little bit, like, down, which is an amazing time to start a business because, you know, like, bank accounts were free, like, rent was nothing. You know, like, it was a, it's a good time to start. And it gets you strong... It gets, like, you can get all your processes together and stuff. And it was just, like, a good time to start. And then, obviously, when you start, you've got, like, no clients. You've given away, you know, you've, like, you've said, like, thanks for my salary to your last employer, whatever. I'm off. And I'd saved enough for, to cover my mortgage and stuff for a year. And then just cracked on. And I had a a six-month non-compete, which I stuck to. So the first six months was just, like, new completely new business and I, I did a list of 1200 people in London that, or companies that I wanted to speak with like a to z and just went down down the list back back when the yellow pages was still a thing um now obviously not and it was just yeah it was tough it's just like getting your first client and then then it's like you know getting money in and then and you're just going to get another client and get repeat business and then there's all of the stuff that comes with with it and I'd read a book early on, just before I started, called The E-Myth Revisited by Robert Gerber. I think it's Robert Gerber. And and it's all about, like, you know, setting up, starting a business. And, and then the biggest lesson was, like, you know, the difference between working in your business and working on your business. So working in your business and recruiting is, like, you know, finding, finding business, then finding candidates, filling jobs, things like that. And then, and then it was important to then also work on your business, like you know where's the ship headed you know what technology you're using like how you're going to hire more people grow you know what what sectors you want to go into do you want to go global do you want to stick to one market do you want to be specialist Do you want to be slightly broader and stuff like that and so and then just like as you go on just other challenges you know it's like hiring people getting people to work with you um just you know whatever comes your way so it's it's constant It's great fun Keeps on going, right? It's a constant keeps (laughs) on going. It's like, and then COVID, you know, and then you have like, because early on it was like everyone's in London, so we had like an office in London, and we started moved to another one, hiring people, and everyone was in the office. And when you joined, it was like office, right? Everyone was in the office. And then in 2019, we opened up in the US, and so our first person was remote. Then COVID hit, and then everyone was remote, and then it's just like evolved from there and now we're fully remote and and that comes with different challenges like everyone's pretty much in a different location different time zones global and so that's really been really interesting in just the way you lead manage people work with people help train you know all of that has been like really interesting the last few years so
1: that's amazing So how has your company evolved over the past 13 years and what changes have you implemented to stay ahead of the competition?
0: Well, I I love trying to find new ways of doing things because a lot of people you just stick to like the old ways. You know, you hear all the time. It's like, oh, I always done like that. Oh, yeah, I did like that. You know, it's always worked for me. You know, well, that doesn't work in my market or that's not my network and stuff like that. And for me, there's always this. I can't remember who. I always just remember this thing of like, you know, like successful, s- unsuccessful people say that won't work for me, and then successful people will say, "How can that work for me?" Or like, "How can I implement it?" Because you know, there's like many ways of doing things, and and I think for me, I've always, I've always tried to learn from people, see how different people are doing it, think how I can implement it in my own like ways of doing stuff, whether it's running a business or whether it's recruiting. Or whatever it might be, so I think a, a really really important is just to keep on evolving, never standing still, uh, always trying to find a better way. I love trying new tech. I love just trying different ways of doing things. I love learning from people. You know, so like every person we hire comes with their own experiences. You know, like contexts. You know, like views of the world and stuff. And so, yeah, being able to learn from different people is interesting and it keeps you moving forward. And then also having an environment where people can, you know, when people feel comfortable just to, like, debate with each other, question, share stuff, ask why we're doing it like this, should we do it like this, or I did it like this, what do you think? And then, and then you get many more options and stuff and then you can make better decisions and keep evolving and stuff. So I think, yeah, that's, that's how I've been doing it
1: and you're doing great <laughs> thank, you. thank you um and how have you managed to maintain a strong company culture and keep your employees engaged and motivated
0: over the years yeah i think covid will go back to covid because it's like that's when am like, like that's when then there was a moment of like of change as in not everyone was in an office but even even i mean not saying the office is dead by any means because what different things work for different companies but I think it's changed a lot, like for us when COVID happened and everyone was remote, I had to be more intentional with uh, catching up with people, um, making sure people were doing okay. You know, I think we got a lot closer over COVID, like people shared more, um, you know, you had to actually arrange a time to speak with someone. Back in the office days, it was... You know, and then people say, Oh, the water cooler moments. I mean the water cooler moments are just like, Hey, we must catch up for coffee. Yeah, yeah, call me, message me, send me the, like, you know, and then you never end up doing it. Or if you're in an office, you just forgiven, you've seen someone and whatever. But I think over COVID we've we've like actually been intentional. So now with, with the people that we have in our team, um, I always ask them how they like to work. And we for different you know, so we arrange like a catch up once a week or twice a week or However, we like to do it in the diary, and then we have chats, and then we have like team calls, and so we've got like a nice digital experience where I feel much closer, and I think people share a lot more than we did when we were all in the office. And then, then also we do meetups like face-to-face stuff. So London, Europe, I go to the US, global. We do once a year and stuff. So I think a lot of it is just comes down to uh, asking people, like just. How are you feeling? How do you like to work? Any help? Do you need any help? What help do you need? What can I do to help you do your job better? So, a lot of it's just speaking to your team.
1: And what about um, communication within the team? Like, what have you implemented?
0: Yes. So, like well, community wise. So, obviously, most people are in, everyone's pretty much a different location. So, we have, um, we'd use Google Workspace. Or Google workplace so that is the like kind of the tech that glues us together so we have like all the chats not too similar to slack you know we have like so people are doing personal chats we've got team chats so we have like little groups that um you know like learn and develop people share articles we have a team chat for a little bit of banter one-on-one stuff so we have that kind of hub then we have a team call so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for half an hour no one has to come to and that's just a little bit of chit chat um, which is nice thursday we do a download session what's that download sessions where we go around around the room virtual room and everyone says what they're what, what they're up to what they're working on like it's it's business focused it's like you know it's half an hour everyone has probably 5 minutes or whatever and they're like right this is what I'm working on this client I'm working on or you know oh my god I had this like I had this success or oh, oh my god can you believe it this happened to me So it's business focused, it's like, it's got good energy, people share what they're up to. And then on recruiting projects, most of the time, there's always two people on a project. So they collaborate with each other, um, and so they're working together. I've tried to encourage people to also have diarized catch-ups with others in the team. So so again, they can build independent relationships, one-on-one and stuff like that. So it's definitely in a digital environment, like a a remote-only environment, you've gotta encourage people to reach out to people and make it a little bit more formal than you might do if everyone's in an office.
1: And what happens on Fridays?
0: Fridays is the team quiz. So again, that is something that isn't compulsory. And yeah, it's a bit of fun. So like someone, whoever won the last week does the quiz. And, and it's fun. And again, it's like nice to have a little bit mix of like social and business focus. We, we make it so people don't have to come because I think also, you know, again, people like to dip in and out of things. And yeah, it p- takes the pressure off a little bit. You know, some people want to come in, some people want, don't. And so but it's there and it's in a diary. And if you jump onto a call, you'll find someone else for sure. there, wanting to chat and stuff. So
1: that's a great way to connect with people. Yeah. And can you share any key milestones or accomplishments that you are particularly proud of over the past 13 years?
0: So much has happened. I think I think it happened so quickly. I mean, like, you know, milestone number one was just getting my first customer, which was Aberdeen Asset Management. Very high up on the alphabet. I was just going down A to Z. It was like A, B. So first milestone was like first client. I was the CRO, Chief Risk Officer. She was like, yeah, I'm hiring at the moment. I was like, oh my God, I'll come meet you for coffee. She was in St. Paul's, went to meet her. Gave tr- um, like she asked me to find her. There was a senior risk manager at the time. And went back to my office, it's called a guy called Ephraim Keifel, still remember him. And he was happen to be looking for a role, started a couple of weeks later. They sent us a check, first and last company to send a check. Everyone else sends it digitally. And, and yeah, that was like the first milestone. It was like, okay, this could work. And then and then it's just been little goals. Like I kind of do like a larger, like 12-month goal for, th- for different things. But then I always like to just break it down into like just small, small little targets, like daily targets, monthly, and just do the little activities. Because the little activities for me, for some of the little activities, you end up moving forward quick. You know, like these big goals are quite lofty sometimes, or like people... Or if they're unattainable, mm-hmm. you know, you can get a little bit of a down. So I do like little goals for myself um, and with other team members. And then that's really what pushes me forward. So every day I have a success because I want to end of the day, like on a positive note. So like I plan my day. Um, I've moved. Actually, I do like a to do list and, and I have my diary and I've kind of transitioned a little bit more to my diary. So I have like chunks. I put my whatever I want to do in the diary. I get the little pop ups and stuff and I can manage my time. And I do that every day. And then at the end of the day, I just like, right, what have I done today? What have I achieved? And even if it's like, you know, I've spoken to an interesting person or we've arranged an interview or I'm, I've been really wanting to speak to this person for ages and finally we're, you know, or oh, I've, I've done some content. We've got a podcast. I've got an amazing guest coming. One of my team has done awesome. They've been working on a, on a really difficult role and finally filled it and they're super excited. So every day I think about what successes I've done. And and so in the end, every day I'm like having a little success. And then that drives me forward for the next day. And then the next day and the next day. And suddenly you look back 13 years. I don't know how many days that is.
1: And you've gone global.
0: And then, well, then, yeah, then we had... So actually it was interesting, like, so I so I started 2010. And then c- uh, towards the end of 2010, beginning of 2011, um, an old colleague of mine called Victoria like called me and she said, hey, I'm moving to America. We'd really love to... Like set up Bentley Lewis in America, so this was back in 2011, 2010, 2011. So I was like, great, let's go. So we set up Bentley Lewis North America in like 2011. We did it for like six months. It wasn't really right for her. She wanted to like move in house, so which is fine. So it was a good learning experience. So we shut the company down. She moved in house. She's doing great. Still in in New York as a head of TA. And, uh, and it was really interesting because like I'd set up my own company and then we set up another company in America. And it was like and it wasn't until 2019 that, we'd, that I wanted to do it again. And so, so it was really interesting. Anyway, so that was a good milestone, like the, the global thing. We got our first global search um, about nine or ten months into the business. And for everyone that cared to listen, I said, you know, we're a boutique global search firm. And it was just me by then. It was like beauty, global search firm, global, and someone believed me, and we got um, a CFO search in Switzerland, and then suddenly we are a global search firm. And then through that search, we got more searches, and then very quickly it was we were just doing global searches all over Europe, like all over Europe, and and that was awesome. And then a lot of the clients were then starting to ask, "Oh, do you do the US as well?" And I was like, yeah, of course, no problem. And they were like, but do you have anyone in the US? So I was like, don't worry about that. It's fine. No, we can still do it. They were like, I gave a call us when you have someone in the US. So I was like, oh, okay, fine, fine. So, you know, we continued doing, you know, European stuff, which is great. And, and, yeah, I met a lady called Kelly Smith O'Hara. And we met in London. And then she was at another firm. A year later, you know, she, she left that, that firm. She wanted to get into exec recruiting. And her old CEO introduced us and, um, and yes, we chatted and it was just kind of right time, right place. A lot of the recruiting is about timing and she was at the right moment and said, OK, let's do something. So we set up Bentley Lewis in the US. She's based in New York and, and we cracked on. And a lot of the customers that used us in Europe started using us, using us in the US and then COVID hit. So nothing for a while like 2020, it was like, and then August came, and then it was just like, you know, loads of hiring, as, as we all know, like August 2020 onwards, has just been crazy, so that was really cool, and then now, yeah, the US has been great, we've got some really good folks there, there's like five, almost, five of them now, and it's been really cool, so yeah, it's a uh, genuine global, and then we've hired, in, we've, we have an amazing lady in India called Annika, who's in Mumbai, so now we're you know we're Europe, we're North America, we're Asia, we're Asia, and we're able to yeah service our clients globally, which is brilliant.
1: Amazing. What has been your biggest learning um, or takeaways from experience as a founder?
0: Oh, lo- so many, so many. I think like it's interesting because when it's going well, it's so easy. Like as in you know money's coming in, or you know loads of jobs, people are hiring. And it's almost like you know just you sometimes take it for granted, and it's not until the tough times come round that's where the real learning you know comes it's like so that's why starting in a recession is great because it's hard to get work when you do get work your like service needs to be like five star to get repeat business you know so 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 starting in a in a difficult moment like even right now we're at twenty twenty three April. You know, like, the economic outlook is mixed. You know, you won't find... You'll be hard-pressed to find anyone that could put their hand on their heart and tell you how this next year is going to be. And so, great moment to start. And then back in 2020, it was similar, I thought. And, you know, after every down, there's an up, right? Nothing's permanent. It's always up and down. So, so yeah, like, 20 got you get everything strong. And then suddenly, like, oh, this is great. Like, we're making placements. And, like, I was early on in my business, and this is great. And, you know, then suddenly, I'd hired a bunch of folks and they just weren't the right people you know we'd had we would got up to like 14 people in London and it was probably like one of the most unenjoyable tough moments I had because it just wasn't quite right like I'd hired people they weren't quite right and all the chemistry wasn't right and and I'm like oh okay but I recruit for a living how can I not recruit good folks for ourselves and and then and and recruiting is not an exact science and and so it was good it's great I mean it gets you thinking it's a good learning experience and then so you know we reorganized and I just really thought through right what do we really need and this is great like um, I'm just finishing my book with Stacy Shearer and you know first part of recruiting is like define what you need like what are you hiring why are you hiring what do you need them to do and so I took some of my own advice and I sat down I'm like right, like, why am I hiring this person, or what are we actually looking for, Um, and so really got that right, and then you kind of shed the, because when you start a business, everyone's like, how many people do you have, and when do you want to sell, I don't know why, everyone says that, Uh, partly, I think, like, a lot of, like, everything on Instagram, it's, like, or social media, it's, like, a lot of tech entrepreneurs, and, like, the goals to sell, it's, like, I sold for, like, you know, because um, they're taking money, right? Like most of these tech firms aren't making any money until they sell. so They've got to have an event. Whereas with a services business like ours, you can make money and have fun from day one. You know, like it's low, low, lower cost, and yeah, you know, you're just connecting folks. You haven't got to buy product things like that. So it's a different business, and like you're like right. So I need to kind of shout the noise, and I need to just enjoy it, and then you just do th- do your thing hire people if it makes sense and and you just kind of you know grow like that so that was a big learning experience for me and then covid came well we had brexit in the uk i mean you know we had covid globally um so a lot a lot of stuff happened and then in april 2020 when covid came and every client was like hey uh you know that search that you're working on it stopped and you're like oh shit you know like so no money coming in and then you've got no idea when it's going to restart. And then, you know, obviously, like, the news is printing negativity. And a lot of people go down these negative thinking spirals. So all, everything you can basically are taking in is negative. So you're trying to try and shut that out, you're trying to stay positive. And, and then you're like, right, how much money do we have? How long do we have until we might need to make redundancies? And what can we reduce? Like, well, what cuts can we make? How can we reduce, reduce cost? and with, with no idea about when it's gonna restart so that was a really good learning experience because you've really got to like just cut cost and then just like make sure you're efficient and try and keep people positive you know everyone's worried about their jobs you know you have like re- you know like every day on LinkedIn someone else has lost their job and everyone's taking in all of this stuff so you have to try and keep morale high and focus on doing positive stuff you know like uh, so we we focused on creating, we created a lot of stuff, so loads of content, we were doing content and podcasting before, and we just like quadrupled down on content, which is positive, so you know, so th- all of those things are a crazy learning experience, and then the content was great, and then and in August 2020, well it was like probably actually June, those, those searches pre-COVID started again, and then August onwards it was like being like the busiest ever, so yeah, it's just those moments. You know, you look back, everything's like in hindsight, you look back. But then when you're going through it, you have to also remember just to try and take the positives, learn what you can. Can't worry about the things you can't affect. Couldn't do anything about COVID, you know. Um, Yeah, you just have to roll with it a little bit, don't
1: you? Make the most of the situation.
0: (laughs) We'll try. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it went on longer, many businesses failed, unfortunately, over COVID, you know, like through no fault of their own. You know, really good businesses that you know their industries just didn't exist anymore or you know no one was going into a restaurant you know like probably the best restaurant on the corner just been there for like 50 years and just no one going in or like the sandwich guy down the road in the city you know sandwich shops used to be a license to print money in the city of london like just so busy and then spoke to one of the guys down the road who runs one run it for years and he's like You know, no one's, fewer people are coming to the city. I'm paying seven days a week rent. No one comes in on Monday. No one comes in on the weekend. No one comes in on Friday. So it's basically three days a week business for them. And so it's tough. It's tough.
1: How do you keep that mindset going as a leader? To keep going.
0: To keep going, keep going, keep going. So I think for me, it's like, uh, I like to integrate my work and life. My work is my life and my life is my work. And so I like to do a lot of, a lot of like, uh, I love using my body exercise, like CrossFit, weightlifting, gymnastics. You know, I think a lot of people got quite soft, haven't they? Like they're not using their body like we used to. And I think we are supposed to use our body. It's supposed to put our stuff through difficult situations, like whether it's like hard or hard workout, a marathon, whatever, yoga. Pilate, you know just like I think it's really good to be f- like physically use your body to do stuff and I think um and it's and that's cornerstone isn't it like f- exercise health exercise sleep and nutrition um and so for me like I'm going to work a long time I love what I do I plan on doing it for a long time I don't want to get off the merry-go-round so I'm trying to treat myself like a pro athlete and and just yeah longevity so like it's great like when I do again do a hard workout There's probably nothing else I'm going to do that day that's harder. Or you're like, you know, lying, dribbling on the floor. Oh, you can't be bothered to pick up that weight again. But the person next to you is just killing it. And you're like, oh, my God, get up, get up off the floor. You know, someone's got their foot on your neck and you're like, get up, drag yourself up. And then so when like (laughs) moments like COVID come where you've been beaten down, you know, and you've been like boshed out and you're just like dragging yourself off the mat. So I like doing that stuff and that keeps me like, that keeps me strong, keeps my mindset good and it keeps me positive. I'm a better version of myself when I'm exercising than when I'm not. And then, yeah, you know, then friends and family, colleagues, you know, you try and get, I learn from everyone and I get motivation from everyone. I try and surround myself with positive people. I try and help others. And I think when you're helping others, it also helps yourself, you know, like, I think it's good to, yeah, like, we do a lot, you know, it's good to help people, and um, that's why I do a lot of the content, you know, the content's free content, educational, I love doing content, creating it, and that's just for for others, you know, and and just, you know, it kind of comes back, right, because we're doing, like, recruiting content and stuff, but there's the fact of, like, doing content, and then people messaging you saying, thanks, man, you know, help me prepare for this interview or get me this job or help me land this candidate we've been trying to land and stuff. So so all of those different activities helps me stay positive and motivated. And so, yeah, it's all all good fun, you know. It's important to be, it's important to, to like, uh, it's important to, to do the, the tough stuff, to be happy, I think, like, to go through hard things. Because then, like, because for me, it's actually, like, the... You know, it's not the end thing that I'm looking for. It's not like, you know, I have, you have these goals, right? You want to like get to a certain, you know, revenue, you want to make more profit, you want to like go global, you want to do da da da, all of those things. But actually, for me, it's like not like getting there. It's not like, oh, great, we have a US office now. Like, oh my God, I can just like chill out and stuff. For me, it's actually all the hard stuff um, that I enjoy. Sounds, it maybe sounds weird, but uh, it's good because it's just like keeps you. Mentally sharp, physically sharp. You know, it's also good to go through difficult things with other people. Uh, there was also a great book called Tribe by Sebastian Juncker, which was really good, actually. And, and there was loads of studies done about happiness. Um, and, and also like so a lot of the time, like when, when you're going through hard moments. Um, so even like COVID, you know, like us as a team, we all went through a, a difficult moment together and you've shared this difficult moment together. And it's actually quite fun, almost, to go through a moment with someone else. You know, like, we've got a shared experience. We've both been through it together. And, and so we know what we're like when, when the chips are down and, and stuff like that. You know, so that, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me motivated.
1: Nice. How do you envision the future of your company? And wh- what plans do you have for growth and expansion?
0: The lofty goal is, like, you know, we want to be the best. Not even want to, because we are. But we're building the best exec search firm on the planet. And we are challenger. We're challenging the big guys and girls. You know, you have, like, the big exec search firms. And we're different. Like, we're boutique. Everything that goes with it, you know, these things mean a lot to us. Our service is exceptional. Got a great group. So, you know, that's, like, that's the goal. We want to, you know, we want to give people access to the best available opportunities and the thing that drives like we want to you know we want to find this is what we're you know this is our superpower is finding the right people for the right jobs you know and and the thing that that really i want to just um i want to make sure that everyone who works in our firm and with us like enjoys it and is happy Uh, and so for our growth you know now it's finding like people that that fit and share our values and a kind you know I'm, I'm like into and then a lot of people are into this now but I think I'm really into kindness in business not a weakness I think it's a massive strength and you want people to do good work you want people to enjoy working in the firm so they can do their best work and I want to provide an environment where people can come in they're entrepreneurial. They want to build something with other people like us and, and grow. And, and the, another really cool thing about what we have is it's like we're so, we've got so many different people, like different countries, different upbringings, different views of the world. And that's also really fun as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the like the little plans. It's like finding other great people to work with that can come and join us and continue doing great work and keep building, and keep building, and keep building.
1: Amazing. What advice would you give aspiring entrepreneurs who's looking to start their own business?
0: Go for it. Um, patience is a big one. Again, I know a lot of people talk about patience, but the reason it is important is, so I'm in year 13 now of my own business, and I did like five years before that in recruiting. So I've been in the game for a while. And I think it's important to be in the game you know, like to be in the game for a while, like a lot of people, again, like, you know, you just the stuff online is like, I've been, you know, I'm a millionaire by 25, or like, I'm a billionaire by 30 and whatever. But most people aren't, right? And it takes a while. I'm sure the average age of an entrepreneur is like 40. Like a lot of people don't start a business until they're late. Or, you know, most entrepreneurs CVs of failures are way longer than their CVs of successes. Like a lot of successful entrepreneurs have like, not, you know, just failed on stuff, failed. But you know, failure, learning, you know, like you wanna take the positives and stuff from it. But I think just go for it, take the handbrake off, go for it, try stuff, Um, you know, don't, you know, it's not embarrassing to fail. You know, like you people are like, people can sit in the stands all they want. But when you're on the pitch, it's you, and you're on the pitch, right? It takes a lot of courage to start something um and you know try different things and have have patience and be in the game for a while because it doesn't just happen overnight you know like it's 13 years of my own company and i feel like really we're just starting almost like but we haven't you know it's been like experience learning making money hiring getting it right getting it wrong different you know for us it's like you know we're we're a services business we've got many clients different personalities and just navigating like you know all like money getting my revenue in profit what to spend money on who to hire i mean so many things you can just you know you just go through and i think um you've got to try and enjoy the enjoy the journey and it's again another cliche isn't it but it's fun like if you're just if, you, if it's just the end goal you're trying to get to you just miss so many cool things like just it's fun building and every the, every little bit you know if you have the right have a good perspective on it and um, it's just really fun and then you know you have these goals whatever but yeah definitely be patient and certainly in recruiting if you're in recruiting uh, it just gets better as long as you get into it because your network you age with your network and you know people for longer and you make friends with people and to make friends with people you've got to spend time with them and and that just happens over time so yeah be patient go for it and also like I think again ahead. I heard this from someone else it's like you know in your 20s I mean I'm 41 now so when I'm listening back to this when I'm 51 oh my god like when you're 20s you learn stuff right like for me it was like I did chemistry at uni I did fashion distribution I worked for a fashion like a clothes manufacturer then I went to recruiting I did um I did a also did like fish tank festival with two friends we organized like festivals. We did like our art. La- we did three, four. Our last one we had like three thousand people in Brit Lane, two-day festival, art, music, film, theatre, amazing stuff. We used to fly in Brit Lane every weekend and stuff. This is all in my twenties and it was great. And I'd made a little bit of money. It was fine, you know. And then and then like when's recruiting, hit 30. I actually started my business when I was twenty-nine, I think. Uh, uh maybe twenty-eight um but anyway my tw- lewis in 20s lewis in my 20s was like motivated lewis in my 30s was like refining my 20s and then suddenly and you just get better and then in my 40s like i'm only 41 so early on but you're just getting like even refining even more what you did in your 30s and then god help everyone when i'm in my 50s could be even better, and then 60s, and then seven. you know, so I think, I am think, I think of it like that, it's like, you're just getting, going to get better, but you've got to keep on evolving, keep on learning, staying ahead of, pe- you know, stay ahead of the competition, like, you know, like, just, you want to be, you want to, you want to be able to create an environment where people are challenging, discussing, sharing ideas, so you can continue to, to learn and develop, so I think that's my advice for people setting up, it's like, just, you know, just get into it, be patient, and, like, work really hard, because there's a lot of hard work, you know, all of this, a lot of talk about, like, you know, um, four-day weeks, and this, and that, and whatever, and I don't think it's, like, necessarily the time, right, but you've got to put the work in, like, just no getting away from it, if you want anything in life, you've got to put hard work in, hard graft, and, you know, you kind of get out what you put in,
1: I think failure is like the biggest, biggest thing with a lot of people, uh, and that's what stops them. So, like, you know, what ifs? A lot of what ifs in their minds. So, I like that. You just have to keep, keep pushing forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched <laughs> a. I, I like watching the um, UFC, and there's a guy, Israel Adesanya, and he's a he's a New Zealand, Kiwi, Nigerian guy, and he's a he's the. Uh, he he lost the belt, lost one of the belts, middleweight, and uh, and then so he lost it, and he was fighting the guy again. He'd lost he'd lost like I think he's lost four fights to this guy, um, Pereira, and he lost a couple of kickboxing fights. He lost the belt. It is like almost as like you know, in his story, he's like the bad guy, right? He's beating him. He's the only person that's beating him, and, and you can imagine like if you put yourself in this guy in this guy Israel's shoes, he's like you know, it's like famous it's like millions of people saying oh he's lost it you know it's on youtube it's everywhere you can imagine right just constant shh. but he picked himself up and he's like right i'm gonna fight this guy again and he's lost already four times to this guy and he fought on the weekend and he beat him he beat him for the first time right and then he did this really good speech actually you should watch it online but it's great like sport is a good example of like and certainly fighting right is you just you get physically knocked down and someone has their foot on your neck or they're pinning you down or they're beating on you and you know, the courage to like step up, get back up off the mat, go back in the ring with someone that's already knocked you out, is quite a big thing, right? So if you relate the sports stuff to to work or life. Life, like everything, right? It's like you just get knocked down. So you can think of it as a failure. This guy Israel Adesanya, he could have like he's probably got enough money now to retire. But, you know, what was the the desire of him to get to, to get back in, and uh, and it's great. Like and again, like for here, he does a lot of mindset stuff. He does a lot of like breath work. He does a lot of like meditation, physical activity. You know, to get himself in the right mindset. And actually, if you watch him, he like you know, and he, he actually describes the stuff he went through on on a video. Um, you know, like kind of getting the energy from his team soaking up the energy from the, from the crowd. He does a little bit of like some like breath work and, I, and really interesting. And um, it's good lessons for people just doing anything, you know, like life and stuff. Stuff happens. Um, a lot of it's the mindset, you know, how you react to it.
1: Absolutely. Okay. What role has innovation played in your company success and how do you foster a culture of innovation within your organisation?
0: Innovation. I think, again, it's like who you hire. Isn't it? Well, it's like it comes from the leader, of course. So obviously, I love trying new things. I always want to find a better way. You know, being a challenger brand, we wanna we want to be better and different from the competition. Like, why why is someone going to use us over someone else? And there's a bunch of reasons, but I think with, with being innovative and being on the like the front, we just be in front of the competition. You, it's just it's huge. So so it comes from the leader, but also who you're hiring. So I think again, it's like, and this comes down to you know, mindset, the human skills, and you and you want people that will challenge you. You want to provide an environment where you you know you're comfortable being challenged, um, and that's what you want. And I think a lot of it comes down to who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. as well. So so for me, it's it's that. It's like I like to be around people that want to try and do things better, different. It's not just the old way. They're not just oh I used to always done that this way. Well, that's great. You might have done it that, that way back in 2010, but it's 2023 right now. So you know, so we started like podcasting and content, you know, way before, like not way before a lot of other people did. Certainly in our industry, it feels like like our podcast being for like six years or something. Um, and then we just quadrupled down and we did more content and more content and more content. And you know the way the way that. You know, we do business development, and we're growing the firm, and we stay in touch with people and everything. So much of it's around content and everything, and and yeah, it's good. And so, so it's yeah, it's the it's the people, isn't it? Like our business is about people, and our business is made up of people. And you got to have the right mindset. It's who you surround yourself with.
1: Nice. How do you balance the demands of running a successful company with your personal life and other responsibilities?
0: So. Definitely, I think, I, I would try and manage my time effectively. So I diarize stuff. So, I mean, look, le- let's be honest. I mean, when I finished uni, I never even had a diary, right? It was like, my, my mates will laugh laugh if they if they hear me say this. It's like a constantly double booking myself. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah let's go out. Someone else would be like, you want to go out Saturday? It's so, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm like, oh, no, like I've got three arrangements. So I never used to have a diary. Um, and I like saying yes to things and everyone should say yes to things more often right it's great to say yes to things yeah if you haven't got um yeah i think like one good thing to take out of it is say yes to more things do you want to do a podcast yeah should we do it th- yeah like just say yes to stuff anyway so i would like constantly saying yes to things i always double booking anyway and then suddenly i'm like okay we need to have a diary so anyway right now like a lot of my i things so like whether it's my exercise most important meeting of the day client meetings, candidates, team members, family, you know, so I've got to make sure that I balance everything, spend time with my family, spend time with my colleagues, clients, friends, you know, so yeah, and you only have, well, we all have 24 hours in a day, and it's how you use it, isn't it, So, so I like to make sure that I do that, so even, you know, with my family, I take my kids to school, and, you know, weekends, you know, we do stuff together, we put it in the diary, Um, you know, I take my kids to, like, gymnastics, or my kids are starting weightlifting next week, or whatever, you know, like, going on some, you know, holidays together, spending time, uh, you know, I try not to look at my phone, but everyone will be like, yeah, right, because I do, like, have my, I do, that's one thing I need to work on, is, like, just leaving my phone, whatever, so I'm constantly looking at my phone, uh, for work stuff, you know, I'm not, like, mindlessly scrolling through stuff, but, um, so, yeah, I just try and spend, I try, because they're never perfect, like, I'm not saying, like, I've got this nailed down by any means, but I try to, you know, when I'm with people, like, be with them, um, I think probably, like, family's the hardest, because it's, like, when you're on the weekend or whatever, and you're just chilling, it's so easy to pick up the phone, you know, and just, like, do something else, I'm trying to work on that, um, yeah, just trying to be mindful in the moment, enjoy the moments, you know, like, yeah, I think it's enjoying like the moment, isn't it? Because these moments just go. So yeah, it's about spending, spending time and being present. I like that. Which I'm trying to work on. <laughs> so I'm not saying I'm perfect on it. I'm working on it.
1: Any, any word of wisdom that you like to give to people?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, like, just go for it life's short, you only have one chance, although some people leave you reincarnated, but, who knows, so, you've got this moment, haven't you, so, life's about moments, isn't it, you just got to, like, seize it, say yes to something, worry about doing that, doing it later, just, just go for it, because you don't want to, like, you don't want to have, like, these what if moments, do you, oh, what if I, you know, like, you don't want to do that, I think, I, so for me, it's like, um, yeah, I want to look back. If I had to like look back right now, I'd be like, okay, great. You know, I'd done some, I'd just done stuff that I wanted to do. And, and that's kind of how I want to be. I want to be like, you know, I've done the things I wanted. I want to be like regret not doing something. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Even if it's scary, you know, whether, whatever it might be. And whether it's walking to a gym for the first time or setting up a business or starting a new job or just putting yourself in a situation where you know is difficult you know I think it's important to do that that's where you grow and develop and I like I like being in uncomfortable situations like I like putting myself out there you know because it's just I know it feels sounds like you know a lot of people just are safe in their comfort zone but it's just really good just to get out there and just try different things
1: Absolutely. And you're doing it.
0: Which is why we have a po- new podcast coming out with Amira. On marketing <laughs> On all sorts. <laughs> on all sorts of stuff. On all sorts of stuff. But I think, know that's the thing, isn't it? It's just like doing something. Yeah. Just saying yes true. to stuff.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think that's what I'm trying to do this year. Say yes to more stuff. Yeah. And uh, get out of my comfort zone. Uh, it's like what you said. If you don't do that, you don't grow and evolve. And you always be stuck in that mindset of, i'm all right (laughs) yeah i like that
0: thank you so much for watching hope you enjoyed it please do not forget to subscribe in all the usual places youtube spotify apple podcasts anywhere you like to watch or listen to a podcast any comments or feedback please drop us a dm if you've got anything that you want us to discuss again feel free to get in touch have a wonderful day